the gambler in the lodge is gambling with our lives. Uh, this is a voice from Australia, Mark Buckley uh, speaking. As a politician, my instincts and passions have always been domestic, the Prime Minister said. Despite my activity of the past year, I'm not one who naturally seeks out summits and international platforms. But as Prime Minister, you must always be directed by the national interest. As has been the case for Prime Ministers past, so much of Australia's future right now is being shaped by events and relationships beyond our borders. There's not enough time left this year or next to analyse the sheer emptiness and fatuousness contained in the statement above. Where would one start? Like everything he says, if you pay attention, you realise that you're reading strategically placed little lies, sprinkled like fool's gold through the serious words. Verbal fairy floss spun out of a desperate search for respect and plausible deniability. Of course, there's a percentage of the electorate which automatically respects the office of Prime Minister, no matter the quality of the incumbent. But even those trusting souls who believe in the institution of government are about to be betrayed. Morrison and his lieutenants, Frydenberg and Dutton, are betting the house on the Omicron variant being little more than a cold. They've created such a climate of faux freedom from government that the premiers of New South Wales and Victoria have blindly followed the flawed rhetoric. They've been shamed into putting the economy ahead of lives with their own versions of betraying their own populations by going along with the most dishonest government ever seen in this country. Morrison is always scheming for political advantage and he rode the wave of anti-vax and anti-lockdown rebellion cynically until Omicron hit us. He dared the premiers to open up too early and he has them backed into a game of chicken. Who will blink first? The AstraZeneca vaccine is about to lose its efficacy against the new variant. The other vaccines are marginally better, but not enough to protect the community. So boosters are strongly recommended. There are a couple of problems with the boosters. The first is that there is a limited supply available and an adequate supply will not arrive in Australia until after the new year. Considering the monumental mess created by the first stroll out, who has faith we will have adequate supplies this time round? By shortening the time gap between second and third, the third being the booster shot, the number required by eligible people by December 31 rose from 2.3 million to 3.8 million eligible people. There are less than 1 million doses in the country right now. And going by the empty shelves in most of our stores, international logistics problems will play a big part in whether we get our boosters on time or not. Put an executive from Toll or a large transport company in charge, or at least someone who knows about logistics not a lightweight politician. Secondly, Morrison, 
or perhaps Hunt, has reduced the fee payable to pharmacists for delivering vaccines into arms. Pharmacists received $16 per jab when administering the first dose, $26 for the second, and will now drop back to $16 per booster, which is less than the $24 paid to GPs. So pharmacists who run actual businesses and not wrought schemes are pulling out of the program. So we have a shortage of doses and a shortage of those prepared to deliver them. Morrison in campaign mode is different to Morrison, the bad-tempered and shoot-from-the-mouth leader of this country. When he sniffs an election, he morphs into the miracle worker he thought he was in 2019. He plays in the moment. There is no past, just the news cycle and the headlines, day after day after day until he falls over the line. This time you can almost script his response. It will be the fault of logistics organisations, overseas countries, or the Omicron variant was nastier than he thought, or the supply of AdBlue for diesels will run out, or people were reluctant. The vulnerable were left to last during the last rollout. Aboriginal communities are even now still getting their first or second doses. Nursing homes and disability residential services have also missed out, as have many of their staff. Imagine what it will be like for them, adding another five months onto their already ridiculous waiting times. A sobering thought, even if Omicron proves to be mild, its ferocious transmissibility will probably overwhelm our hospitals and all classes of patients will be exposed to further delays in their medical treatment. As we head into Christmas, it is clear that no Australian politician has the guts or the integrity to tighten up the rules and to impose whatever limits it takes to keep us all safe. Thank you for listening.